Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and websites, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. There are so many ways we behave at this time of year that aren't actually how we would behave at any other time of the year. It actually goes against the grain of what we value at other times. Now, this can be anything from the amount of money we spend on gifts, the number of gifts that we give, even to the type of food that we eat. It's all under this catch, all under this guide and phrase of tradition. But isn't it important for us to question traditions too? Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello everyone, welcome to Imprint. I hope you're all well. 
Now, I've got a question for you. How are you feeling right now? I want you to do a temperature check with yourself. Now, I'm not talking about being sick, and I really hope that you aren't, but I'm talking about the upcoming holiday season. You see, I've created this special episode for you because each year the holidays seem to get more and more hectic. There's more and more stress and expectation, and it really feels that this year is perhaps our first proper holiday season without having COVID hovering over us. And while, yes, that's wonderful, I'm curious for you, how is this holiday season shaping up? Now, during lockdowns, you might have had a much simpler and much more stress-free holiday period. And while, of course, it was not great to be separated from family and loved ones, I always think there's pros and cons in any given situation. And I hope that, you know, you were able to embrace in that particular time the positives of that situation, the stress-free elements of it. It might have been a much simpler, easier time in some ways. And why I wanted to talk about this topic of simplifying the holidays today is because the stress that relates to it, not just to your to-do list, it can, although of course that's sometimes part of the equation, often the stress relates to two main factors, which is other people and you standing your ground on what's actually important to you. So what do I mean about that? Well, I'm going to go into it in more detail today, but really it's about you living in a way that feels good and right for you. So that if you don't want to see your Uncle Bob, then you can make a decision ahead of time that you with, you know, you using your prefrontal cortex and you can feel good about that decision. Or you can see him and not be triggered by him. Or you can choose to not get swept up in the hysteria of the holidays. You can choose what you're going to spend your money on or not, and you can feel good about that. So how does that sound? Is that what you would like to have for your holidays so that you can actually make a decision about what's going to feel good and then you can follow through on it and feel good about the action that you've taken? Because what I want to offer to you is that you don't have to do the holidays a particular way just because they've always been done that way. And you don't have to do something if it doesn't feel good to you. In fact, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do in your life. But first, you need to decide what actually you do want to do. What is important to you? What do you want your holidays to look like? Now, before we go any further, I want you to know that I've created a free guide for you and I am so excited about it. It's for you if you want to make better choices this holiday season. You really don't want to miss out on these ideas. I'm sharing with you my mantra for this time of the year, which can be so busy and overwhelming and intense emotionally, physically and financially. So if you don't want to feel stressed or overwhelmed, and spending money that you don't need to spend, and you want to make sure that you're making choices that feel good and are really aligned with how you want to live, then I highly encourage you to get this free download. It's called The Holidays Simplified, Five Easy Ways to Simplify the Busy Season. You really don't want to miss this one. Trust me, you'll be referring to it over and over again, all year really, 
but especially at this time of the year. So to grab it, all you have to do is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash simple holidays. That's S-I-M-P-L-E-H-O-L-I-D-A-Y-S, simple holidays. I'll put a link in it to the show notes as well. And I'm really excited for you to get this resource. It's going to be one that you want to share with everyone that you know. Trust me, it's, um, I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so let's get back to today's topic, which is, you know, really giving you some strategies that you can use right now to help simplify this season. And I trust that you're going to find it super valuable. And if you feel that, you know, particularly if you feel that you sometimes get swept in on other people's agendas for the holidays. Now that can be the commercialization of the season that you don't actually want to buy things just for the sake of buying something because of some outdated idea that that's what you should do at this time of the year. Or perhaps you feel that you get caught up in your family's idea of how you should spend the holidays. And again, if you were to look objectively at the situation, imagine yourself I really think this is a helpful analogy. Imagine yourself hovering overhead, looking at yourself, behaving as if you were in a holiday, if you're in a movie of your life. And in particular, hone in on this situation. You know, it's the holidays, you're with your family, you know, all the characters are there, you're behaving in a certain way, you're just hovering overhead watching it, or you're kind of almost watching it as if you're on a big screen. And is that what you actually want to be doing? Because there are so many ways we behave at this time of year that aren't actually how we would behave at any other time of the year. It actually goes against the grain of what we value at other times. Now, this can be anything from the amount of money we spend on gifts, the number of gifts that we give, even to the type of food that we eat. It's all under this catch, all under this guide and phrase of tradition. But isn't it important for us to question traditions too? I mean, even if you just look at back over the past couple of years, we have really learned how to question everything. And it, of course, it's an ongoing process. But just because we've been doing things a particular way doesn't mean that that's the right way to do it. And when we know better, we should do better. So I hope this episode is our collective wake-up call that we do know better. And so now it's time for us to take action on that. So I want to make this a really actionable episode to really help you rethink your relationship with this time of the year. If you want to go deeper, I really encourage you to grab that free download on my website, The Holiday Simplified. And it's, trust me, it's going to be your new mantra. I've even created a little list that you can print off and just stick it somewhere that you could see every day to help you keep focused on what you want this holiday season to look like. So to get that download, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash simple holidays. Now, what I really want for you is that you, if you resonate with the ideas of what I'm going to share in this episode, even so far, that you really take action on these ideas. I really encourage you to commit to them and really ask yourself, you know, can you take action on what is important to you? Are you ready to live more in alignment with what you really value rather than some outdated version of an idea 
that was created in the name of the holidays or Christmas or whatever you celebrate at this time of year. Now, it's important to know that when it comes to the holidays, we often face challenges. We might not even be aware of what they are. So that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to shine a spotlight on some of these challenges. The first challenge is that, as I mentioned, you're living this time of year based on an outdated idea that doesn't necessarily represent you, your life, and what's important to you. So let's take a simple example. And I'm going to start by asking you a question. When it comes to food, what is your ideal day in terms of what you eat? Now, when it comes to the holidays, what do you traditionally eat? I know that I used to eat fruit mince pies at breakfast time and even drink champagne at breakfast. And that seemed like a great idea. Now, if you do that and if you, you do it because you've thought about it and you've decided it's a great idea, then that's awesome. But if you're doing it because you haven't thought about it or even reflected on why you do it, and you just do it because somebody offers you a plate of sweets or a glass of alcohol at eight or nine o'clock in the morning, then perhaps it's time to question that. So when you follow the ideas that I'm going to share with you today and the process that I share in the Simple Holiday Guide, you have an opportunity to actually make decisions that feel good for you, your body, and your health. And let me just say this right now. This is not about not having fun. This is not about not spending time with your loved ones. This is not about being miserable. What I want to offer to you is that you can choose how you, how you spend this time of the year in a way that feels good. Now, another challenge is that you might face, let's be real, you will face pushback from other people. So why are you doing this? Because it's the holidays, but it's good, you know, and you know, if you, if you sort of try and do something that's a little bit different, you know, people will say like, it's Christmas, it's a tradition, it's just a bit of fun. So let's just reframe this. It's fun for who? And what is fun? When you're doing things purely for pleasure, such as drinking, eating, even spending time on your phone, spending money, it's usually because you're actually avoiding being present as yourself. Just think about that for a moment. When you're immersed in pure pleasure, it's actually a form of avoidance. What is drinking? What is eating foods that you know aren't good for you? What is that? What is that for you? When you're in that moment, are you being really present or are you escaping? And what are you escaping from? What are you trying to distract yourself from? It's a really, really important question to ask yourself and reflect on. The third challenge is that you might be thinking, well, I agree with what you've been saying, but there's no way that I'm going to get my family on board. Well, to that, I would say that first of all, you should always live your own life in a way that feels good for you. So if your partner, and I'm not suggesting this for one moment, but let's just take this example. 
if your partner is getting drunk and passing out on Christmas Day, does that mean that you should? Or if they're waking up with a stinking headache, does that mean that you should? Or if your partner eats meat and you really don't like it, or if he's having a third helping of desserts, does that mean that you should? Of course not. You have to do what's right for you. But also, I do think it's important, especially if you have children, to make decisions that are right for your family. You might choose to celebrate with your extended family in a different type of way. And I'll go into this in more detail in the download. But for now, I want you to know that you really need to get clear on how you want to spend the holidays. You need to be intentional about it. Now, before we do, I just want you to take a moment to consider what this could look like. Because I have been on quite a journey in terms of this whole season. And I have actually recorded an episode previously, episode 32. So it's one of the sort of earlier ones on tackling unwanted gifts. And we'll link to it in the show notes. You might want to listen to that as well. But basically, you know, what I share in that episode is that gift giving and receiving, I mean, that's something that you need to be intentional with as well. We made a decision quite a while ago, quite a number of years ago, that, you know, we weren't just going to do a million gifts at Christmas. And actually, we don't do gifts with, you know, other anyone else beyond basically our children. So we give our children gifts at Christmas time. My husband and I don't really give each other gifts. We sort of have experiences. And even with our children, we're very careful about the types of gifts that we give them. And we also set kind of quite clear boundaries with extended members of our family on the types of gifts that we feel are appropriate. And, you know, I just don't want to be wasteful. I mean, that's a big part of it. I don't want to waste, you know, my parents or in-laws money. I don't want, um, you know, the, the product to just end up as something that doesn't get used. I mean, it's just a whole heap of waste otherwise. And I really think that it just to do that in the name of Christmas or to do that in the name of, you know, gift giving, it just seems ridiculous. So to actually have like a mature conversation and be honest and upfront with people about what's important to you is really essential. And so my big revelation was that actually being intentional with what I wanted this time of year to look like was the key to not only doing things that I didn't want to do and also not having a whole heap of gifts or stuff that I didn't want in the house come January, but also that it was the key to really having clear and kind communication with those closest to me so that I could live my life in, with integrity and, you know, they didn't need to be burdened or go to the unnecessary expense of buying things that just weren't relevant. So I want you to think about how you feel about all of those gifts that you don't really want coming into your home. Just the thought of it used to make me feel stressed and anxious, you know, in that lead up and you think, oh, what are the children going to get? And, you know, this can be even around the birthday season as well. And I would just think about you know, having to deal with these things that either, you know, the children might not be, it might not be age appropriate, they might not like it, 
And we've had to sort of develop a whole heap of different strategies to overcome that because, like I said, I feel like it's incredibly wasteful. And the only reason it happens is because we perhaps might feel discomfort about having so-called difficult conversations with those who are essentially supposed to be near and dear to us. Um, so, like I said, I really want to share a way to help you rethink this time of year to make it simplified, easier, more enjoyable, and so you can just really live it in a way that feels good for you. So the first idea is to say no more than you say yes. So this is one of the easiest ways to simplify this time of the year, saying no more than you say yes. So what does that actually look like? Do you have to go to every party or celebration that you've been invited to? No. Do you have to eat everything on the table? No. Do you have to buy everything on your child's list? No. Now, of course, there are so many ways you can put this idea into practice. And in the guide that I'm sharing with you, you can create a list of your priorities and then you can just cross off anything that doesn't fit with that. And like I said, you're going to really love this process. So I want you to think about on a scale of one to 10, where are you? Where are you in terms of being comfortable saying no? 10 being you feel really confident saying no to other people, saying no to the things that you don't want. And one being that you really, you just don't do it at all. And you'd rather, you'd rather kind of crawl into your cave uh, or your home or whatever that is, than, than sort of have that experience. And just to think about, you know, if you were to be get better at saying no, then, um, what impact would that have on this time of year? If you were better to say, you know, if you could say it um, more easily, you know, how would you feel? How, what would that opportunity, would that create for you? And just really think, can you commit to trying to learn more in this area, trying to put this idea into practice? The second idea that I want to share with you today is that you should give more than you receive. An example of this is an annual Advent activity calendar that we do in our families. And we do this in part because we don't want to have a chocolate calendar. I just don't see the idea of why giving children a piece of chocolate every day is a good idea. Um, we, we don't do that. And But I also like that we have this beautiful tradition around the activity calendar, which is, you know, it's a beautiful way to connect. And one of the activities is to donate to a charity. And it's a beautiful conversation to have with, you know, other people in your family, the children. I mean, when we've done this, you know, we hear about what they prioritize and what they want to donate to. <clears throat> Excuse me, a few years ago when we had lots of bushfires around the Christmas time, they wanted to donate it to the, um, the bush service. And, um, you know, they the were sort of putting out all of the fires and, you know, it's a really beautiful conversation. So it becomes less center focused and more about, you know, thinking of others at this time of the year. It's not all about, I want this, I want this gift. I want this present. I want to have this experience. I want the holidays to look like this. 
and more thinking about, you know, well, how can you actually help somebody else have a better holidays? How can you, what can you do? And it doesn't always have to even be financial. Like, is there something that you can do to, you know, make somebody else's life more easy or enjoyable at this time of year? I mean, there's so many people in need. So again, just think about if you could do something, what impact could that have? Not just on someone else, because obviously I think they would benefit greatly, but what impact would that have on you? Like, how would you feel if you could embrace this idea of giving more than you receive? And also think about if you can really commit to trying this idea out, you know, can you actually try and do this? Because I think it's, it's something to sort of think, yeah, that's a lovely idea, but it's another thing to actually make it happen. The third idea that I want to share with you is to share experiences over things. Now, this is a really good one if you don't want to fall into the trap of just spending money all the time at this time of year. So think about what experiences can you create over spending money? One example is, as I mentioned, the we do the Advent Activity Calendar. And that literally is all about every single day over the Advent period, we do an activity. It, and it's just simple things. Like one of them might be, we will put on Christmas music, excuse me. <clears throat> Another one might be that we um, decorate the Christmas tree. Another one might be that we um, go and check out the Christmas lights. You know, they're, they're activities and it really actually is a beautiful way to get into the festive season and to get into the spirit of the, the season rather than necessarily buying into just like having to literally buy things. We also do an advent book calendar. And you can find both of these ideas and how we do them on my online notebook. And I'll add links in the show notes too. So the um, advent book calendar is slowly over the years, we've um, accumulated a whole bunch of different uh, Christmas books and I wrap them up and they're always in a different order and I mix them up a little bit. Sometimes I take some out, add some new ones in and, um, and we read one of those every night. And it's just a beautiful tradition that we have. Again, it's, you know, it's about the experience of opening the books. And you could even do this with library books. You know, you could even do, um, go and get them from your library or like do, you know, 10 days at a time or five days at a time. If you can't sort of loan out that many, um, there's so many ways around it. Another way that um, we share experiences over things. Um, one year I gave my husband a, um, it was like a, a little booklet of, I just made it up of 10 surfing passes for my husband. And it was fun to give, you know, so this is, like I said, it's not about being miserable at this time of year, but it was about the gesture. You know, we had a good laugh about it and the kids had a laugh and it's not about the money. It's about, you know, the experience and the intention. So, you know, I encourage you to think about also the example that you're setting for your children when you do these kinds of things, you know, when you're sort of highlighting the experience rather than necessarily all about spending money. And it's really about being thoughtful. It's not about how much money you spend. I really remember as a child how some children would really get so competitive about how much money their parents spent on their gifts. Basically kind of trying to say like, my present is better than yours. And I didn't like it then. And I couldn't really articulate it at the time. And now I, well, maybe I'm not even articulating it better, but I just think it's gross. It's really awful 
to sort of just be focused on, you know, like I'm better than you because like I got this. And you can really see that those children were probably just reflecting the values of their parents and what that says about them. And that's definitely not what I want my children to value or to think that it's important. So what about you? Like what values do you want to pass on to your children? And again, just think about if you could have this conversation with them and if you could, you know, if you can put more of a priority on experiences over things, then how could that help simplify this season for you? How, you know, would that feel good for you? And what kind of experience would that be? The fourth idea I want to share with you is to choose sustainable over over store bought. So another example, um, which is Christmas decorations. So, you know, this is a really easy one. And so many of these ideas are in our Advent activity. So, you know, we make our own Christmas cards. We use sort of brown craft paper or newspaper, just that like we've got a big roll that we use there, basically everything, birthday presents, Christmas, you know, I often reuse paper. I'm actually one of those people if I've been given a beautiful um, paper that I will, you know, I will reuse that because I can't bear to throw it out. So, <laughs> so just think, well, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the, the receiving. It doesn't have to be like going out and buying new paper, um, you know, every single Christmas either. So, you know, again, just think about how can you choose sustainable over store-bought, even with your, like I said, your Christmas decorations, making a wreath. Um, you know, there are so many different things that we can do. We have a Christmas tree that um, sometimes we change it in terms of like, we, sometimes we might just kind of get some branches from the garden, but we have one that we built a few years ago and we build that up. And so it's a reusable one. You know, we don't have to go and buy, like we don't have a plastic one because they often end up in landfill. You know, you've got to be conscious, obviously, of the, the Christmas tree farms, you know, what kind of impact they have as well. Um, so, you know, just be conscious of the choices that you make over this time of the year as well. And the fifth idea is to do less rather than more. Really take a chance to just breathe and just be during this season. It doesn't all have to be go, go, go. It doesn't all have to be bye, bye, bye. You know, you can just actually take a moment to enjoy being with your family. You can just enjoy spending quality time with your children and just creating new traditions. You don't always have to hold on to the old ones if they don't serve you. Create new traditions for you and your family, the ones that feel good, the ones that feel in integrity with how you want to live. So really make it about meaningful moments, not escape, but just being present with all of your faculties, you know, don't drown them out in food and drink and all of that stuff, you know, just really be present in the moment. And something that you can do is set limits on what you're going to do. So maybe think, you know, on Christmas day, we're just going to see, you know, one member of family. We used to have a situation when, when we were living in Sydney is that my parents um, weren't together. So, you know, it was like going and seeing this family and that family. And then my brother was nearby. And so I mean, one of the 
the blessings of us sort of living away from family in that way is that we don't have to sort of go and see a million people or, you know, focus on one activity a week or one gift per person. Really try and set limits on the amount that you're doing over that time and really honor those decisions. So if you make a decision ahead of time with that kind of high functioning part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, and it's important that you actually in the moment, you don't kind of sort of succumb to that primitive part of your brain that says, oh, just give in, don't worry about it, you know, just get them another gift or do another thing or say yes or, you know, whatever, because it's easier or, it's, um, you know, it's it's actually like you're kind of giving into those baser needs rather than that more sophisticated part of your brain that's made the decision decision ahead of time. So really honor those decisions that you make ahead of time. So I want you to think about, you know, what are you missing out on by not being intentional with how you spend your holidays? Really focus on creating more authentic moments with your family. For us, as I said, that Advent activity calendar is really about spending time together. It's not about buying into, you know, all of those store-bought activity calendars and, the, you know, the plastic and the chocolate that all comes with that. It's, it's really about actually creating an opportunity a beautiful opportunity at this time of year to have some beautiful memories. And I really love that. So we have lots of fun and we have lots of beautiful memories, but it's not necessarily about, you know, creating them based on some outdated idea that doesn't actually feel aligned with how we want to live. So I really want you to think about, you know, what moments are you missing out on by focusing on spending rather than being, you know, on, by focusing on escaping rather than being. So just to kind of recap, some of the strategies that you can try and employ this year is to say no more than you say yes. And remember that you don't have to do everything. To give more than you receive. And really encourage you to tap into how good that feels. The third idea that I shared was to share experiences over things. That this time of the year, really is supposed to be about family and connection and reflection too. The fourth idea was to choose sustainable over store-bought. There are so many ways that you can do this and I encourage you to choose at least one. And the fifth idea was to do less rather than more. So make sure that you build in some white space at this time of year. Time to breathe and just be just to enjoy that quality time with your family and your loved ones. So I'd love to know what you found most valuable today. I hope that you have, you know, got some ideas and hopefully helped you rethink the way that you spend this time of year and help you reassess what you want to prioritize and what's most important to you. And I really want you to, to take action on something that I've shared today. And here are some ideas, you know, that you can go with or, you know, reflect on what else that might be, you know, from what else I've shared. But, you know, if you have children, I really encourage you to do an Advent activity calendar. As I said, I've got that on the notebook and um, it will be a great way for you to, to sort of have some ideas to do over the, the, the holiday season. And also just to really decide ahead of time, what you're going to eat and drink over the period. And, you know, 
you don't have to do something just because somebody is saying that you should. You know, you've got to live in your own integrity and what feels good for you. And also another idea is that you could have maybe at least one gift as an experience over a product. So as I said, my hope for you is to really help you simplify what can be a very busy holiday season. And I really encourage you to, you know, step away from the traditions that don't serve you and embrace the ones that do and create your own if that is what is going to help you. And if you're really, you know, quite serious about rethinking this time of year and creating something that feels good for you, then I really encourage you to go and grab that free download. So I really hope you've enjoyed this conversation today and hope found it super valuable. And, you know, I hope that that download is going to be a lifesaver over this season and many more to come. And of course, if you have found this episode valuable, it's a really good one to recommend to a friend or maybe even a family member, maybe as a way to get them on board. On board. And um, I'd love also if you could, um, you know, share with someone who you think might enjoy it or, you know, share on your your social media feed. And um, I always love to see when you you tag me or you sort of take a quick screenshot and share it in the DM. So and let me know how you go. And I would personally like to wish you a beautiful and stress-free holiday season. I hope that you can make it your best yet and that it is your most authentic and aligned one yet too. Take care. Look forward to connecting again with you next week at Imprint. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint.